Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. As you know, the great fast is the holiest fast in our church because it is the fast that our Lord Jesus Christ fasted himself. Therefore, during this time, we follow the example set by our Lord Jesus Christ, who fasted for us 40 days and 40 nights, as we read in Matthew chapter 4. This coming week is called the preparatory week of the great fast. It's a week in which we focus on preparing ourselves for the coming journey, because the great fast is a holy, spiritual, and blessed journey for each and every one of us. Our goal for this holy season is to reach a higher spiritual state than we are in now. And this requires us to examine ourselves, to examine our relationship with God, so that we may see where we fall short and then resolve to fix all of these shortcomings throughout the journey of the great fast. Tomorrow, with God's grace, we're going to hear the gospel reading in which our Lord teaches us how we should begin this journey. He tells us, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. This is the beginning of our journey of the great fast. We must go into our secret rooms, or our closets, as some translations say, and pray earnestly to our Father in heaven. What does it mean to enter into our closets and pray earnestly to our Father in heaven? Firstly, it means that our prayer should be invisible. When our Lord Jesus Christ taught us about prayer, he mentioned the practices of the hypocrites who prayed openly in synagogues and on street corners so that they could be seen by men and praised. One of the messages of this preparatory week of the Great Fast is to make our prayers and supplications invisible so that they may be accepted by God who himself is invisible. St. John Chrysostomus teaches us, For because God himself is invisible, he would like your prayer to be the same. As our Lord teaches us, the way in which we pray will determine the reward we receive. When our Lord spoke about the hypocrites praying, notice how he did not say they will not receive a reward. On the contrary, they will receive a reward, but their reward comes from men, not God. Our goal, however, is the heavenly reward from God, not the earthly reward from men. What about our prayer in the church? When our Lord teaches us to enter into our closets and close the door, does this mean that we should never pray with others, for example, in a meeting or in church or before meals? Of course not. Communal prayer in the church is something that our Lord himself taught us to do, and we know that the angels and the heavenly hosts in heaven worship and praise God together, not individually, so our communal worship is certainly not something that we can neglect. The idea here, however, is that even when we pray in a communal setting, in church or in any other place, the purpose of our prayer should not be to please men, but rather to please God. This means that in the church we should not be distracted or focused on anything other than prayer, so that God may hear and accept our sincere and true prayer addressed to Him. Secondly, our prayer should be directed inwards. This is how we understand the closet with the door closed in a spiritual sense. Before we direct our prayer outwards to God, we must direct the prayer inward into our own hearts first. Our Lord Jesus Christ says to each and every one of us, The kingdom of God is within you. 
What is the meaning of this profoundly beautiful and deep verse? In the context of prayer, it means we meet God in the very depth of ourselves. We see God within us. In Psalm 129, David the prophet gives us a good example of this type of prayer when he says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. For us to cry to God from the depths, we have to be in the depths of ourselves, the depths of our hearts. The holy prophet David also teaches us, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. This is what our Lord wants from us, prayer, truth, and wisdom from the depth of our hearts. There is a famous story of Yuri Gagarin, a Russian cosmonaut, who was the first human being in outer space and an Orthodox priest. When he returned from space, Gagarin said, I never saw God in heaven, and in response the Orthodox priest said, If you have never seen God on earth, you will not see him in heaven either. The same is true with us today. We have to encounter God within us, within our hearts, so that we may recognize him outside of our hearts in all of the circumstances and situations in which we find ourselves. St. John Chrysostomus teaches us, Find the door to your heart and you will discover that it is the door to the kingdom of God. Thus, our prayer should be directed inward to meet God within our hearts so that our prayer may proceed outwards as well. Thirdly, our prayer should be accompanied by faith. This is the message of the gospel reading of this blessed evening, which came from Mark 11. Our Lord asks us to have faith in God and his response to our prayers. We should ask God for everything in our lives and praise him for everything he has given us. We must see his mighty hand in everything that happens to us. We develop the strong faith in our prayers by remembering that everything God has given us is a gift. This is the realization that we possess nothing. When we look at all we have, whether we like it or not, whether we want to keep it or not, the reality is we possess nothing. We live in a state of total and complete poverty because everything God has given us is a gift. Who among us decided to be born? It was God who in his loving kindness created us and willed us into existence. Who among us chose the blessings and talents in their lives? Was it not God who gave to each and every one of us different talents, abilities, and blessings in our lives? God has given us all of these blessings and much more. This is why in the conclusion of the Adam Theotokion we say, Your mercies, O my God, are countless. If God has crowned us with all of these blessings, blessings that we never asked for or even acknowledged in our lives, should we not have faith in him that he will answer our prayers? As we can see, not only does he answer our prayers, but he continually gives us more than we ask for and more than we deserve. Finally, our prayer should be accompanied by reconciliation. In tonight's Gospel reading, our Lord teaches us, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. The idea here is that you cannot stand before God and pray unless you are reconciled with your brothers and sisters. 
In this way, God grants to each and every one of us some control over the judgment we receive for our own sins. In Matthew 7, he says, And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. This commandment teaches us both about God's justice and his loving kindness and that he places the decision in our own hands. The choice is ours when we lift up our hands to pray, whether we have forgiven our brothers and sisters or not. Why did God give us this choice? St. John Chrysostomus teaches us that God makes forgiveness from him dependent on whether we ourselves have forgiven each other, so that in that fearful day of judgment, no one will be able to complain about God's justice. Thus, when we pray, we should be reconciled with everyone around us. This is exactly why the priest and all the congregation ask each other for forgiveness before starting the liturgy of the faithful, the part of the liturgy that begins after the creed. The priest turns to the people and asks for their forgiveness, while the people ask the priest and each other for the same. Why? Because no one can truly pray without being reconciled to those around him. This is a beautiful statement of the kind of forgiveness we should aim for in our lives. As the modern Orthodox Serbian bishop said, Bless my enemies, O Lord, even I bless them and do not curse them. They, rather than I, have confessed my sins before the world. They have punished me whenever I have hesitated to punish myself. They have tormented me whenever I have tried to flee torments. They have scolded me whenever I have flattered myself. They have spat upon me whenever I have filled myself with arrogance. Bless my enemies, O Lord, even I bless them and do not curse them. Let us begin our journey of the great fast by entering into our secret rooms and closets, going into the depth of our hearts and with faith, praying sincerely to God, knowing that he provides us with all things and makes us rich, even though we are very poor indeed. Let us strive to be reconciled with everyone around us so that God may accept our prayers and not judge us. For my part, I ask for your forgiveness for my many sins. And glory be to God forever. Amen.